G'day guys, Jacob here. Welcome to The Tripod where we break down every NFL game every week from a punting perspective and we're on the right track. The last couple of weeks we've actually killed it 38 and 14, well over 70% winners on best bets. The same game multis and the multis in general have been wild. Uh, we can't keep up this rate, but for the season, you're up 90 units on what you've staked on multis. Now, I'm on my own today, but we've deep dived in the NFL week 15. I've got all of Alex's leans and likes, a couple of disagreements as well. We're going to go super rapid fire through the 14 games. Still got a bunch of best bets to share out. The best bets are going to be in text at the bottom of the screen as I'm giving you a little nugget on each game. And if you're listening to this in audio form, find the full list of best bets on the Tripod app. Okay, let's roll, guys. Okay, first game, we've got the Bucks at the Lions. The Bucks are a legit team, just not always consistent. I would like them in this spot, but with Jameis with a fracture in his thumb, they lost Mike Evans. I can't be sure how good he's going to be this week. And the Lions are just a lame duck, 3-9, and nine, playing with a third-string QB. Can't take them either. No play on the game. We've got the Eagles at the Skins. The Eagles were not impressive at all in their overtime win uh, against the Giants. It's a big look-ahead spot for them. Their season's going to come down to hosting the Cowboys next week. Their big issue is they can't move the ball. Wentz has no one to throw to. The Skins, they've been fighting hard. Five and seven, uh, five from seven against the spread since they fired Jay Gruden. Losing Geis, who's their best running back, hurts. I still think neither team can score much. I like unders in this game. Chicago Bears at the Packers here. Can you believe Packers are 10-3? and three. They're the current two-seed in the NFC, so they're higher in the standings than New Orleans Saints and Seattle Seahawks. Still some big games left to play this season, and this is one of them. Division rivals. Chicago's actually shown life. Three-game winning streak for them. Finally moving the ball a little bit on offense with Trubisky. Finally willing to use his legs to get back Hicks in the, on defense, which will shore up the run defense, which could help them a lot. That's why I would actually lean to taking the points with the Bears. But Alex, he likes the other side. So we're, if we disagree, we're going to stay off the game. Next, we have the Patriots at the Bengals. Patriots off two straight losses. I don't think they've lost three in a row for about 18 years. I don't think they're going to lose this one. Uh, they were outplayed by Kansas City. They do have issues on offense, as well as they got a couple bad calls. Regardless, they need to win two of their final three games to make sure they do stay as a top two seed and get a bye as a minimum. And they're going to handle the Bengals. Uh, whether or not they can cover by double digits, I'm not quite willing to lay, you know, 10 plus on the road, but I would definitely chuck them in any multi they're going to win. This is a big one that could decide the winner of the AFC South. We have the Texans at the Titans. Titans absolutely rolling 6-1 and one since they moved Tannehill under center. We've been on them for a lot of those games. Texans D is just woeful, especially since they lost JJ Watt. I think they get the least pressure on any QB of all 32 NFL teams. They're often embarrassing loss, but because of that, I actually expect their full effort. They've still got a legit offense, and we're getting the plus three and a hook. We're actually going to take the Texans in this one. Seahawks at the Panthers. Well, the Seahawks got ambushed on Sunday Night Football against a hungrier Rams team. Look, they're still very good. Are they as good as their record? They have had a really good success in a lot of close games, so maybe they're a little bit fortunate to be 10-3. and three. The Panthers showed absolutely no fight last week after they fired their coach Rivera, who the players really liked. Uh, both teams will be disappointed with how they played on defense last week, so I think both teams will want to shore that up as well as they both want to run the football, actually like unders in this game. 
Next, we've got the Broncos at the Chiefs. I really believe the Chiefs could be the second best team in the NFL behind only the Ravens. I think giving them full strength on a neutral field against anybody else. But I don't know if I love them this week because Mahomes is dealing with another injury. This time it's his hand. The Broncos are still fighting. Drew Locke looks legit, although albeit he played against a hapless Texans defense last week. And that's probably why Alex likes the overs with two, you know, decent QBs. But this game could be snowing. I actually lent to the unders, so we'll pass this game. Dolphins at the Giants. So the Dolphins started the season winless. I think it took until about week eight. They were 0-7 before they even got a win. The Giants drafted a QB high in the draft, got two wins in a row and were 2-2. Two and two. Can you believe now... The Giants still only have two wins. The Dolphins have three. The Dolphins have more wins. They're the better coach team with uh, Brian Flores. She got this side fighting every week compared to Pat Shermer, who's probably a sitting duck. I never liked him. He's really sassy in his interviews, and he doesn't have a reason to kind of come across arrogant. You'd think I'd like the Dolphins in this game. Even Alex is trying to twist my arm take Dolphins, but I think there's a hidden factor here. Eli Manning, almost certainly his last ever home start. He's still beloved in New York, won them two Super Bowls. He's 116 and 117 all-time regular season, so one game under 500. And it's weird, but that kind of hurts his Hall of Fame case. I feel like this is sneakily a really important game for the Giants to come out and play, and he's got a few guys to throw to. We saw what they did first half against Philly. I like the Giants and overs in this game. Jags at Raiders here. Both these teams have fallen off a cliff. I mean, especially the Raiders. They were sitting in a wildcard position. They've been thumped three weeks in a row. I think we also have a hidden factor in this game. It's not that hidden, but it's the last of a game in the black hole. Last of a game Oakland will play in Oakland before they move to Vegas. And they've known about this all year. They really do want to send the stadium out and send uh, you know, the fans home with one last win. So I think it's a max motivation spot. Now they're not making the playoffs. This is essentially their Super Bowl. Even though they are a little beat, beat up and you've got you know, their most important offensive player in Jacobs as the bad shoulder. But I think he'll push through and go if he can. With the Jags, you don't know what you're going to get. Look, if they roll over again as they have been, we win our bets easy here. If they fight hard, we still have a chance. So got to go with the Raiders and overs. We have the Browns at the Cardinals. The Browns have six wins this season. The Cardinals have three. And yet, there's no doubt about it that Cliff Kingsbury, the first-year coach of the Cardinals, has done a far better job than Freddie Soup Kitchens has at Cleveland. Cleveland were installed as one of the Super Bowl favorites when they made that trade for Odell Beckham. I mean, they've been a complete fail this year, whereas Arizona, yeah, only three wins. There's a tie in there too, and they've played a lot of teams tough. They've earned a lot of respect, and I actually think they're the team here playing at home that could have more energy. I've got more trust. They bring it in this game, whereas I don't know what I'm going to get from the Browns. But if the Browns do have success, I think it would be throwing it around in this dome. Baker has weapons to throw to, and it's his ex uh, college coach who didn't give him a scholarship made him transfer uh, his co- coach Kingsbury at the time had another QB called Pat Mahomes so fair enough he moved Baker on Baker might hold a grudge for that so I like cards and overs next game Falcons at the 49ers and the 49ers won the game of the season last week 48-46 it was the only losing leg of our 75-1 to multi unfortunately And I do feel like they'll feel the effects of that one. Not just that huge game, which took a lot of petrol out of the tank, but previously, big Sunday night football game against the Packers, who were 10-3. Then they went on the road, played Ravens down to the wire. So they could be a little bit deprived of energy in this one. They want to just get through the game. I think the Niners will want to lean on the run game. They're also 
copped some defensive injuries. The Falcons are a team that hasn't given up on the season yet and can also get in the back door, but they've got a couple of offensive injuries. So I like slight lean to Falcons and unders, which is why I've got a 49ers team total under. This is a really interesting one. We've got the Rams at the Cowboys, and it was the toughest game of the week for me to handicap, despite the fact the Cowboys are 6-7. and seven. They've been favorites in 12 of their 13 games this year, and yet, as I said, they've lost seven. Uh, I still think they're about evenly matched with the Rams, and the Cowboys are at home, and the Cowboys are the underdogs. So you'd think you'd have to take the Cowboys here. I can't do it, though. I spoke before about Philadelphia. That division, the NFC East, is going to come down to next week when the Cowboys and Philly face off. So it's such a big look-ahead spot, and this game's not meaningless. It would give them like the upper hand, but ultimately it comes down to next week, whereas the Rams have to win every game. For example, right now, um, about a 50% chance to make the playoffs if they win down to about a 10% chance if they lose, and they are playing good ball again. It's funny, you've got two young you know, QB and running back pairs in Dak and Zeke and, um, and Goff and, and Gurley, and they're all on huge money. I'd rather have the Dallas pair, but the spot just favours Rams. I'm going to stay away from the game. Next, we have the Vikings at the Chargers, and this is quite an important game for the Vikings. I just spoke about how the Rams are surging, and they're nipping at the Vikings' heels for a wild card in the NFC. But the sneaky things about the Chargers is they've had you know, a lot of key players out all season, whether it be injury or holdout. They're actually probably as healthy as they've ever been, and playing a little bit loose or without pressure now that they can't make the playoffs, but they can still slay a few teams, and I know they got basically no home field advantage, but the Vikings do have an advantage when they play at home, and that's not the case here, so I don't think the Chargers should be an underdog, and I like LA uh, catching you know, a small number of points in this game. Sunday night football, we have the Bills at the Steelers, and these two teams have both had super impressive seasons, and they're similar style teams. They want to play tough and beat you in the trenches, give the edge on offense to the Bills because they have a legit QB and Josh Allen. He's put together a great season. Of course, the Steelers are just trying to make it work with now their third string, Duck Hodges, but I think their offense will improve a little this week with Juju, their star wide receiver, coming back, James Conner into the backfield. I do give the edge in the defense to the Steelers, but they're both elite units. And, of course, home field advantage to the Steelers and motivation edge, too. This is five versus six, so the two wildcard teams meeting. But Tennessee might have already won earlier in the day. They are a favorite, although we're taking the plus three and a half against them. If Tennessee wins, then the Steelers get pushed back out of the playoff position, back to seven. So where the Bills probably have a little bit more breathing room to drop a game, and they've got a look-ahead spot. They're playing the Pats next week. So I think we've got to take the Steelers to win the game and keep the Bills under. Colts at the Saints, Monday Night Football to round it out. And Saints, similarly to the 49ers, I think they spent a lot of juice in that huge effort last week, and they copped some significant injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And even worse for them, they lost that game too. So they'll be hurting, maybe a little bit flat, but I think the Colts could be even flatter. Their season's now over after a close loss to the Bucks. I know T.Y. Hilton may not play, and that's important for their offense, but I still think in a primetime game where motivation it could be a little lapse, I like overs with these two teams with good QBs playing in a dome. 
That's going to do it, guys. So that's 17 best bets I've shared for week 15. As I said, uh, that's after my deep dive and um, comparing with all of Alexi's likes and leans. Hopefully plenty of winners there. Uh, speaking of winners, as well as all the same game multis, NFL multis we've been crushing, and of course they're coming out today in the Tripod app. We're throwing out some NBA multis too. Hit one on Wednesday and we put up another one this morning. Find that in the Tripod app and group. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for tuning in and uh, let's keep this winning streak rolling. Lego.